We'll go ahead and get into his word. Proverbs 18, 21. The Bible says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So it's stating right here, just a quick little breakdown, there's power in our tongue. And you're going to eat the fruit of it. So whatever you speak, whether it's good or whether it's bad, the Bible says right here that you're going to reap from it. Mm. Now turn with me to Revelations 12 and 11. And here we'll read, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the what? The word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. His blood was enough, but it was their words that dug it into the enemy's face. It was that last, you know, when you done when you done stomped on that spider, but you gotta get that just don't you come back here no more. It's that last little twist on your foot. Am I the only one? I make sure they ain't hey, I don't go tap on them and then walk away because I've seen some of them still roll up and come back out. And I don't want them coming to get me later at night. So I make sure that when I stomp on them, I get that last little twist. And I believe that's what the Bible is referring to right here, is that his blood is enough. Because we're covered by his blood, but it's that last little, mm, that says, take that. Oh, I want to preach to you on this simple thought this morning. Speak what you know. Speak what you know. Let's just thank the Lord right now for this opportunity. Lord, I praise you. I worship you. I thank you, Lord, for the presence that's moved in this place today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Talk to him right now. Speak to me. Lord, speak to me. Speak through me, Lord. Use me for your glory. Let your understanding, Lord, fill this place today. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that's already filled this place. We love you. We praise you. Hallelujah. And we're going to speak what you know and what I know today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Let's give the Lord one more hand clap of praise today. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. If you would, again, you don't have to stand for this, but we're going to turn to Job 1 and 1. And Bishop hit on this a little bit. No, it's all right. I was going to lend you my notes and let you take it. Job 1 and 1, there was a man in the land of Uz, not in Oz, but Uz, whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and issued evil. And if you would, jump with me to verse 13. I just wanted to show you who we're talking about here. And that we're talking about a perfect and upright man because this is the, the way the Bible had explained him and described him. So in verse 13, the Bible says, And there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating 
So before we go further, I just want to lead up for those that don't understand where we're at and why we jumped is the, 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 the devil, the sly old Satan himself decided he was going to show up and get in the Lord's ear and tell him how much uh, uh, unperfect that Job really was. And, 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 the, and the Lord kept telling him, no, there's no one like him. You can't find another. He's perfect. He fears me. He does what's right. And the, Lord, and, the, and, and the enemy is telling the Lord, if you just release your hand, that's the reason why he is the way he is, is you've got him covered. But if you'll take your hand off of him, I can make him speak bad things against you. So now we find ourselves in verse 13 where the Lord tells Satan, hey, all right, you can touch him except his life. Do whatever you want to, but don't touch, don't touch his life. And that tells you right there that the Lord has power all in his hands. For anybody that's ever doubted it, he's got power all in his hands that even Satan himself has to ask permission to mess with you or I. So verse 13, and there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabines... Uh, fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Yea, and have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Verse 21, and he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, in all of this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Huh. If anybody has ever been put to the test, it was Job. He was tried and he was tested. He literally lost everything he had in a moment. In just a moment. If somebody or if anybody was doing it all the right way, it was Job. The Bible clearly tells us that. And now we read here where the tables have turned against him. But the Bible says he still did not sin with his lips. He still spoke of the goodness of God. He still worshiped him. I believe uh, all of us in here want a good life. Whatever good means to you and I. Unfortunately, our words uh, don't reflect that. If words have power, that means everything you say is shaping your life right now. Anybody believe that? You may not feel it or see it in the minute that you speak it, 
But those words are planting seeds. Just look back right now. Just look back on your life right now or even where you are right now. Do you remember speaking certain things about what you want or what you don't want to happen and then now you're living it? Anybody? Think about it. I had a great opportunity yesterday morning to run my very first 5K. And uh, I've been running for the past seven months now, um, maybe eight to ten miles a day. It, I just, I've been wanting to better myself. I, I have, you know, fe- I felt good about it. It's, it's changed a lot of my lifestyle, a lot of it. It's just been, it's just been great in my life and just in every aspect, in every aspect. So I thought, you know what, there was an opportunity that came up there in Kaufman where I had a chance to run in a 5K. And just to reflect on how powerful words are, had I spoken negatively about running in that 5K, do you ever think I would have ran in that 5K if I was constantly going, I'm not good enough, I can't hang with some of them people, you know, it's just, it just it's not going to work. I can't do it. Do you think I would ever ran in it? Absolutely not, because I'm speaking negative over a situation in my life or over even my life itself, and all it does is just it knocks you down. So I spoke positive. I said, I can do it, and my wife encouraged me and said, yes, you can do it. You can do it. Just just go out and do it. So what did I do? I went out and done it. Not realizing that I didn't know there was medals. I didn't know that you could win anything. I just wanted to go see uh, how well I could do and if I could better myself, if I could do more. So I went. I got up. I was up already at 530 that morning, excited about running. It was freezing cold, and I was going, you're an absolute idiot. (laughs) So I piled up on the clothes, and I got out there ready to go. And obviously, the... The horn sounded at 8 o'clock is when the run started, and I got done. It felt like forever. But the timing was great to only realize that actually I came in third place in overall in my first 5K. And, I, and I'm not looking for hand claps by any means, by any means. I posted this on social media the other day not to, not to make myself look good by any means, so please don't misunderstand me. What I want to show and share with somebody today is words have power. So we clearly have to be intentional with what we speak. You want something good to happen? You want something good to take place? You need to start speaking positive things and making something happen out of those things. Speak it. Speak good about yourself. When you look in the mirror, don't say you're ugly. Say you're a beautiful person. You're a handsome person. You'll do well. You'll do great. Because those words are powerful. And they'll only push you. And it could be. Words are powerful. We just read the scripture telling us that. That there's life and power in the tongue. In our tongue. So it tells me that words are powerful. Every time you repeat a negative, defeating a statement or speak a hopeless thought, you're handing Satan a stick. You're handing him the stick to knock you down with. 
Every time you say, uh, if things get better, if God comes through, I just don't know if I'm going to make it. You're giving Satan permission to defeat you. You're loading the bullets in his already emptied gun. We've all heard it said, and some of you have said it yourselves, you are what you eat. Anybody ever heard that? But I believe we can get a little more precise this morning and say you are what you speak. Speaking something has great significance. Matthew 15 and 10. And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth uh, that defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth that defileth a man. So we're spiritual beings. It's not what goes into our flesh, but what is in our hearts that can damage us. It is what comes out of your mouth that yields your outcome. Oh, we're going to preach. Y'all just let me get in this word for just these notes just for a minute. I'm telling you, we're going to preach. I feel the Holy Ghost. So if that's the case, what comes out is, is determining your outcome. In other words, this scripture is telling us your declaration sets your direction. Your proclamation determines your position. Your speech releases your success. Your confession delivers your conquest. Your voice releases your victory. Your words produce your wealth. There's a spiritual principle at work on our tongue. It's called sowing and reaping. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So if you're sowing bitterness, don't be uh, upset or surprised that people are bitter towards you. If you're sowing selfishness, don't be upset or surprised if people are selfish towards you. If you plant word seeds, don't be surprised when they grow. If you call yourself old and worn out, then don't be surprised when your body starts breaking down. If you say uh, you have always been poor and always will be poor, then you are always going to be poor. If you say you're always sick, then you've got chances, high chances that you're always going to be sick. And if you say you're dumb, then you all you're doing is proving it. That's facts right there. Words are powerful. I want to challenge somebody this morning to speak what you know. I'm not talking about I'm not I'm not talking about saying what you know about so and so or so and so situation. What I'm talking about knowing and speaking is what you know and that is about the God that you and I serve. If you serve a good God, then you should be able to speak highly about how good your God is. Ha. Huh. I can stand here this morning before you all and before those watching and speak all the negative things that have presented themselves to me in this uh, past week or past month. And there has been plenty, plenty of negative things. And I could stand up here and share, but all it would do is make you leave here, go home, and sit in the dark. 
But I was challenged this morning. I was challenged last night to stand before you all this morning and declare some victories for somebody here this morning. As the Lord worked on my heart this morning and late yesterday, he was telling me, hey, just speak what you know. When I was saying, Lord, give me a word. Give me something for the church. Give me something, Lord. He was saying, you know what? Just go speak what you know. So I titled it, Speak What You Know. And what I know is that if you You'll come and lay your situation in his hands. He'll take care of it. I don't know if anybody's hearing me this morning. I don't know if it's the candy or, or, or uh, uh, the chili that's going to be here this afternoon that's got us worried. But I've come to tell somebody, I know who I serve. And if you give it to him, he'll settle it. Sir, ma'am, what I know this morning is that I serve a God who can and will and shall deliver you if you want to be delivered. I choose to speak life this morning to somebody. And the fact is this, Job found himself in this very predicament. He lost everything. And we read where the enemy had his hands in it the whole time. His wife, even his wife would come and tell him to curse God and die. Do you all know, I, I, I believe without a doubt in my mind, had Job cursed God, had he listened to his wife and cursed God, he would have died that day. I believe it. Because the Bible tells us words are powerful. You can either choose to speak life or you can choose to speak death. But it's all in the how you let it come out. But no, Job didn't choose that. Job said, woman, you are foolish. I'm not going to let the enemy get to me. Y'all know he had sores all over his body. He was on the verge. He, he probably wanted to die. But yet through it all, he never spoke nothing. The Bible says nothing negative about the Lord came off of his tongue, came off of his lips. He didn't speak. He said, the Lord taketh, the Lord giveth, but I'm going to worship him. You know why? Because he spoke what he knew. And with all that pain, with all that tragedy, with all that hurt, with all that struggle, with every, with every even questions probably in his mind, going, where are you at, Lord? Where are you at? Why? 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 Even through all of that, you find him saying in Job 19, 25 through 27. Oh, in the first part of this. For I know, that's all I got to read right there, that my Redeemer liveth. I've lost it all. I've lost everything. I've lost my children. I've lost my job. I've lost my, 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 my riches. I've lost it all. Everything is gone. But I know that my Redeemer liveth. He was already speaking it. Because at that time, he was probably still looking for the Lord. 
Let me just tell you all, when there's, when there's things that come against you, sometimes if we're real with ourselves, we're going, where are you at, Lord? Are you even there? We've done it. We've said it. And I know Job was probably there at that moment going, where are you at? But yet he still knew that my Redeemer liveth. He still lives. No matter what the circumstance may say, no matter what I go through, I know. Through all his pain and sorrow, he knew. Through the death of his children, he knew. Through the strange words of his wife, he knew. Through the voice of his so-called friends, he knew. Job knew that the Redeemer still liveth. Oh, what a testimony. What a testimony. And you'll find at the end of Job where he was blessed with double of what he originally had. Why? Because he spoke what he knew. And he knew God was still on the throne, that God was still in control, that no matter what, hey, if I die today, I'll die knowing that my God is still living. I think there's some folks in here this morning that need to speak what you know. I believe you need to speak it right now. I believe we need to stand up right now and declare it over your situation. Speak it right now. Speak what you know and let the Lord do it in your situation. Oh, there's miracles. There's signs. There's wonders in this place right now. You just got to speak them over your life. Ah, ah, yes, Lord, I know it. I know it. I know you're still on the throne. I know you still got it in control. I know you still have me in your hands. I know, and I speak live today. Ah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah. Oh, yeah, you may be seated. You may be seated. The fear of the unknown will never change what I know. You know why? Because I know he's a miracle worker. I know he's a deliverer. I know he's a way maker. I know he's a healer. I know he's a savior. Y'all, I know he's a restorer. Hey, is there anybody in here that just needs a little bit of restoration? I know a restorer. Does, is there anybody in here that needs a little bit of rebuilding? I know a builder. <laughs> Is there anybody in here that needs healing in their body? I know a healer. You know, the problem with that is, and I'm jumping ahead of myself a little bit, but I feel it right now. The problem with that is, and with people saying that right now, is we believe it. Do we not all believe we, have, we, know, we serve a healer? We believe it. Absolutely. But we never speak it. The Bible says faith without works is what? We can believe it all day long. You know, Satan himself believes that there's one God and he trembles. Believing is not enough. You've got to put it to work. Well, how do you put it to work, Brother David? You speak it, you declare it, and you let the enemy know. I know he's a restorer. I know he's a rebuilder. I know he's a healer. I know he's a way maker.
I feel the Holy Ghost in this place this morning. Does anybody believe in the Word of God? Does anybody know the Word of God? Then we know that by His stripes we are healed. Then we know that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Then we know that when the enemy would come in like a flood, He would raise up a standard against Him. Then we know that He will go before you, He will not fail you, He will not forsake you. Then we know that in Him there is peace, and in the world there is trouble. But take what? Take heart because he has overcome the world. Oh, should I keep on going? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to remind some folks of what we should know. When you go, man, I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, you said you know the word of God. Then you should know that when you pass through the waters, he will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Neither will the flame kindle upon you. You're getting a little too excited, Brother David. I don't know if y'all really understand what I'm talking about this morning because the Lord kept reminding me, just speak what you know, David. You don't need a special word. You don't need a new revelation. You just need to remind some folks that if they'll speak what they know about me, about him, I'll do it in their life. Huh. Well, I need the elders of the church because the Bible says that, you know, if the elders of the church will come and pray, he'll do it. He'll do it. But the fact is this. If you never speak it or declare it, they can pray all day long and just be wasting breath. Because if you don't speak it, if you don't know it. I've seen it. I prayed for a young lady one time who said, hey, I need a, an absolute touch from God right now from the Lord. I said, absolutely. We're going to believe it. We're going to speak it done. I try to pray that over everybody that I, that I ever pray for. Is Lord, I'm speaking it. I'm declaring it. Because I know that if I speak it and declare it, the Lord will do it. But the problem is, after I spoke it and prayed it over that young lady, she walked away and said, I'm still sick in my body. I'm still then you didn't know what I knew because I knew a healer. I know a healer. And there's some folks in here that have been that way. I've been that way. I walked away and still spoke negative. And all that did is that bring that negative with me when the Lord said, hey, if you would have believed it and then spoke it and declared it and knew it, then it's done. The problem with churches today, and, and I'm not saying there's a problem with churches. I'm just saying there's a problem in the churches today. All over the world, there's people that go into the church believing. And that's good. We need to believe. Absolutely need to believe. That's the first step. They stop right there. It's done. And then we continue to speak negative. Continue to speak, oh, I just don't know if the Lord's going to do it. You know, the Lord did it for my neighbor. I just don't know if he's going to do it for me. Or, you know, the church is going to catch on fire when I walk in. And it, We've heard it all. We've heard all the excuses. We've heard everything. And all they've done is speak negative. And those words are powerful. 
and all I've done is pulled them down. But I've come to challenge somebody, to lift somebody up. Lift your faith up because my faith has been lifted. My faith has been just, it has been encouraged today. Y'all, I, I don't know if you understand right now. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know if you understand. I came in here with high faith today. I came in here excited, ready to preach a word to somebody, preach his word to somebody. Why? Because the enemy was already on my back this morning. Already. Oh, you messed up. You ain't you you don't got it. You don't got it today. I kept telling him, you know what? I'm speaking what I know. And what I know is God gave me a word for somebody, and I've come to deliver that word. I've come to challenge somebody with that word that you need to stand up right now. Speak what you know. Speak your deliverance. Speak your breakthrough. Speak your restoration. Speak your healing. Right now, and I believe the Lord, I know the Lord will take care of it. You know what the text messages that pastors should get this afternoon is, hey, I just want to let you know that the bank said there is money in there. I just want to let you know that the doctor said his report was wrong. I just want to let you know that my family showed up. I just want to let you know that I feel his love and his peace again. I just want to let you know that I got a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you spoke what you know. I know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know that. I quote it quite regularly. Lord, I know you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You did it for me yesterday. I'm praying for you to do it again today. I'm speaking it done. I'm speaking it done. I know you're going to do it. But we need somebody to speak life right now. Speak what you know. That's why I believe the psalmist said in Psalms 119.11, the word, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. He put the word in his heart so that he knows. So that when the enemy or temptation would come against me or come against him or come against her or come against you, then you can speak what you know. And if you know the word, then you say, yeah. Oh, yeah. The doctor report may have said I was sick in my body, but I know he's a healer. I know the situation is bad right now. It looks terrible right now. But I know somebody who can work miracles. Is there anybody that knows? Somebody in here know like I know? Sister Beckham, go ahead and get ready. I told y'all, y'all know this already. If there's any visitors, I'm not not a long-winded preacher by any means. But I want to go back to Revelations 12 and 11. And again, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. So the Bible's saying here in Revelations, we are overcomers by his blood and by the words 
of our testimony, by what we speak. But, again, as I said already before, I thought the blood was enough. So why add our words now? Because God is telling us, you know, the blood is enough. My blood is enough. But I want you to now rub it in the devil's face. Just like I said, I want you to make that last little twist on that enemy that says, yeah, that's one while you're down. So the problem is this, if there's a problem. The problem is this, not the, not the blood. There's no problem with the blood. The problem is this, when we run into situations in our life and a lot of people start claiming or speaking or quoting this scripture here. Uh, Sister Sneed, can you put that back up? I, I, I apologize. Thank you so much. We, I, I have quoted it, but then I stop everywhere else because, you know, the blood is enough. It is. But the Lord has given us a little extra. He gave us a testimony. You know, the problem is we're not speaking. The Lord's already got us covered with his blood, but nobody's speaking. When was the last time you testified? Well, we come in church and, yeah, that blood, again, it's enough. You're covered by the blood. But then we continue to leave still covered by the, by, by the blood, by his blood, by the blood of a spotless lamb. But we still leave with our heads down. And he gave us this scripture. And it doesn't finish. The Lord did knock the enemy down. But we're not speaking anymore. We're not testifying anymore. I believe today you're covered still by his blood. But it's time for somebody to start speaking. It's time for somebody to start testifying. You better believe it. The Lord has already knocked the enemy down in your situation. But now that he's down, you need to start testifying. And how you testify is saying... You make sure that he's down for good because we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Uh, if you're watching live, I challenge you to speak what you know and you know that you're covered by his blood and that you're an overcomer. So since you're at your house or wherever you may be, you might be by yourself. I think it's time to do a little testimony. I think we should have a little testimony service in here today. I think we should all stand up here today. You might be so full of the Holy Ghost you didn't need this message. But the problem is this. Again, if there's a problem, I don't hear you testifying. Oh, brother, brother David's preaching to a visitor. He's preaching to somebody else that's sick in their body. He's preaching to somebody that's broken. He's preaching to somebody, you know, that's backslidden. He's preaching to so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so situation. He ain't preaching to me because I've got the Holy Ghost. Well, yeah, I am preaching to you because I ain't heard you testify. Yes, you're covered by his blood. Yes, you got the 
what gets excited? You know why I get excited? Because when you testify, it no, it don't only help you, but it helps your neighbor. And if your neighbor's going through a situation and you're out there testifying, then maybe too they can testify with you. I don't know about you all. If you're a guest or visitor and you're looking for a home church, I, I pray that you you come a part of this church. But for those that consider this, if I consider this a family, a family, I love you all. If you're a guest or visitor, I love you all. And I get excited when somebody else's life is fulfilled. It does something for me inside when I hear that the Lord healed somebody. It does something inside of me when I see somebody go down in Jesus' name. With that said, we should never sit aside and let our family worship and testify without us. Oh, but I don't know how to dance. I don't know how to scream. I don't, I don't do all that. You don't have to do. When I said speak what you know, I wasn't saying yell it. Hey, I like to get loud. I like to get red in the face. That, that just That's a kick to the devil's face. You don't have to do all that. You can just stand there and testify. Lord, I know that you're a healer. I know that you're a deliverer. I know you're going to take care of me, and I'm testifying right now. I'm declaring some things right now. Oh, that's easy. That's it. But it's, we've got to start speaking it. We've got to start talking. Hey, the world's talked long enough. The enemy's talked long enough. It's time for them to shut up. It's time for him to shut up. It's time for the enemy to shut up. It's time for the church of the living God to stand up and start speaking and start declaring some things for the church. If you want to see your family in the house of God, then you better start speaking it. You better start declaring it right now. Somebody speak life. Musicians, if you would, please. Singers, if you would, come help me right now. Please, if you all would stand. I'm, I'm at the end of my message. Uh, it's time for some of us to start rubbing our words and our testimony in the enemy's face. I know he's a way maker, but I'm speaking it today. I know he's a healer, but I'm speaking it today. I know he's an overcomer, but I'm speaking it today. I know he's a deliverer, but I'm speaking it today. It's time to start speaking it. It's time to start speaking it. Oh, devil, you thought you were going to destroy me. You thought you were going to take me out. You thought. But he only made us stronger. And it's time to start speaking. I know he has me covered. I know he has me covered this morning. I know he has you covered this morning. But I choose to speak life right now.
And I want to close with this scripture. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. For verily, and y'all get ready to, to blast it. I, I, I'm, I'm serious. We're, we're, fixing to, we're fixing to declare it. It shall be done. Absolutely. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever shall say unto this mountain, or whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. What a scripture to end on. You want that mountain to be moved? Then you better start speaking it right now, knowing that God is going to do it for you. Let's testify right now. Let's get out of our pews right now. And let's start testifying of the goodness of God.